minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
years and I trusted my one love As we traveled the land to find what we'd been dreaming of At last we came to understand That true greatness was in our hands But one thing was missing that I can't forget about Something that I just could not do without But as the years came and went by My last wish had still been
שיפטו דל ויתום, אני ורשת זיגו, פלטו דל ואביון, מיד רשעים הצילו, שיפטו דל ויתום, אני ורשת זיגו, פלטו דל ואביון, מיד רשעים הצילו. Thank 
J.M. Pimenta Live with Baruch Hashem. This is a J.M. the A.M. Tuesday morning, and guess what? Today is Election Day. Today is Election Day, and it's Election Day in a whole bunch of places uh, in the United States of America with some big elections, some important elections. If you have not yet been to the polls, I believe the polls in New, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut all open at 6. Am I right? I believe they all open at 6 a.m. If you haven't been there yet, Get their ASAP. We want to encourage everybody all through the day to vote on this election day and to make our community's voice heard, make your voice heard in terms of your choice for all the big elections and the quote-unquote smaller ones, if there is such a thing as a small election. I don't know if there is. Yesterday, Josh Przanski was in our studio reminding everybody that uh, we need 100% participation from our community. Uh, he represents the uh, Orthodox Union and the OU Advocacy Center. Take his advice, take my advice, take the advice of about, I don't know how many people I saw on Twitter and Facebook reminding everybody that it's Election Day. Take everybody's advice and vote today. Make sure to vote. Be involved in the process. Make your parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents proud. And it's amazing how these uh, voter guides are now uh, available online. Really incredible. Hey, the first JM and the AM Yeshiva League sports update of the year, of this season, the 2013-2014 season, is today. Elliot Weisselberg, in addition to his um, amazing commitment to a weekly sports report called court report which is every sunday night beginning at 7 p.m and encore tuesday nights like tonight at 7 p.m in addition to that he gives an up-to-the-minute sports update every tuesday morning at 7 20 here at jm and the ams so i thank him for that i posted on facebook yesterday about the incredible job he did with the inaugural court report from sunday i had a chance to finally listen to it and um he'll be doing our Yeshiva League Sports Update, Tuesdays, 7.20 here at JM and the AM. Very much looking forward to it. I got a little bit of a preview. Lots of schools are mentioned. If you are a school, or I should say better, (laughs) I should say it a little better than that. If you're a student, if you are a teacher, if you are in the administration, if you're a parent, if you're a student athlete, uh, you'll certainly be interested in the Yeshiva League Sports Update, Tuesdays at 7.20 right here. At JM in the AM. Well, before Piamenta, you heard the Achak Elo done by Yehuda. Yitzchak Fuchs had Shiftu Dal. Yoshi Fruchter with Sarah's song. Dedi and Lazara Khan. Regesh Modani opening things up. As we say, good morning. On this Tuesday, November 5th, the 2nd of Kislev, we've got 39 degrees. Mostly cloudy today with a high 53. Partly cloudy tonight, low 44. Tomorrow, the high. 62. Yerushalayim is at 81, Tel Aviv at 77, Haifa at 84, and a lot at 91.1. We're at 39 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. 
Well, this was a, uh, I, I was about to hit the hay last night when uh, this crazy story materialized. And uh, thank God nobody was hurt. I mean, there was a suicide victim, and we'll explain. A man wearing black and carrying a rifle opened fire at a large northern New Jersey mall on Monday night, prompting hundreds of customers to seek cover and an extensive search for the suspect, officials and witnesses said. Uh, no customers or employees were injured in the episode at Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey. By the way, a mall that I would bet thousands of our listeners have been to. But reports of shots fired spurred a lockdown and spread fear among the many people who were at the mall. Early Tuesday, the authorities said the suspect, 20-year-old Richard Shoup, 20 years old, was found dead of a self-inflicted gun wound in the back area of the mall, according to the AP. Officials said the mall will be closed Tuesday. A spokeswoman for the Bergen County executive said Monday night, thankfully there were no injuries reported. Dozens of police officers, including a SWAT team and FBI agents, were called to the mall after shots were reported just before the mall was to close at 9.30 Monday night. The police released people from the mall in small groups. Many of the workers from the mall stores were sent out to the parking lot wearing only short-sleeved uniforms, having left their coats inside. Heavily armored police officers were entering and leaving the mall in groups of six to eight. Many of the stores were dark inside. That is the, um, that's the story, and they did find him, uh, the shooter, with a self-inflicted wound uh, in a room in the mall. Again, a, a lot of, um, uh, for a lot of people, this uh, hits home. That's, that's a mall that a lot of our listeners, so many people in our audience have been to. Obviously, the, uh, the, uh, the shooter who ended up committing suicide just 20 years old. From Teaneck, New Jersey, I heard on the uh, on the news earlier. So uh, that's the latest. That mall will be closed all day long today, and I assume will reopen on Wednesday at some point. J.M. in the A.M. at uh, 25 minutes before seven o'clock. Today is election day. Reminding everybody to get out there and vote, participate in the process. Facebook update page: Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. On Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net, Instagram search the name Nahum Siegel, um, and uh, you'll be up to date on all of our social media. That's how it works. Plenty between now and 9 a.m. Keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County, 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. With eighth day. Yeah. 
See you. 
And the Maccabees with the comeback. That is one nice, <coughs> excuse me, that is one nice selection off of the CD entitled Out of the Box. Uh, before that, Benny Friedman with Barachamon. You heard uh, Avramo, Avram Fried with Bench. Yaeli Greenfeld with Imesh Kachech, Eighth Day Hadidan here at JM in the AM. Avramo is going to be performing in the Hass concert with an entire list of amazing performers. Coming up January the 12th and celebrating 40 years of Camp Hass, go to hasconcert.com, H-A-S-C, concert.com, for all the information. Uh, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Make sure you have the Nachum Siegel Network app so you can listen to every single program that we offer. 
constantly on our stream at uh, jmandtheam.org. You'll be glad you did, trust me. We have an amazing schedule today. Ellie Hagler with a great show, the Jewish Reaction Show from the OU, coming up at 9. By the book, Koran Publishers, coming up at 10 o'clock. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio News is next. אחרי שמונה שנים כי יושב ראש ההסתדרות, עופר עיני הודיע בצהריים כי הוא פורש מתפקידו. ממסיבת עיתונאים מיוחדת שכינס בבית ההסתדרות בתל אביב, הודיע עיני כי הוא מתכוון להקדיש בקרוב זמן רב למשפחתו, ואמר שם החליף המועדף עליו הוא אבי ניסנקורן. כתבותינו יונה לייבזון ורויטל איוב מסרות שעל פי הערכות מול ניסנקורן התמודדו גם חברי הכנסת חיים כץ מהליכוד. ואיתן כבל מהעבודה. כבל כבר הודיע בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים עם אלדן על כוונתו לרוץ. אני בפירוש רואה את עצמי מועמד ראוי ומתאים להיות יושב ראש ההסתדרות אחרי עופר עיני. אני אשמח מאוד אם עופר יציע את מועמדותי בפני וינה. משפט שלמה של ימינו בבית המשפט העליון הסתיים בינתיים ללא החלטה הדיון בעניינו של הפעוט מהעדה האתיופית שדודתו הביולוגית מבקשת להעבירו אליה ממשפחת האומנה שאימצה אותו וגידלה אותו בשנתיים האחרונות. תמר ירושלמי שמע את הדודה בתום הדיון. אין שום סיבה בעולם שהוא יגדל כאילו אין לו משפחה ויגדל משפחה אחרת, אין סיבה. באמת שאין סיבה. ומהי התחושה שלו שעוד... כמה שנים הוא יגלה שהמשפחה נאבקה ורצתה אותו והוא נמסר. מה יענו אז השופטים אם חלילה יחליטו לאשר אותו? מה השופטים יענו לילד? גזלנו לך את האפשרות לגדול במשפחה הגרעינית שלך? אזרחית אוקראינה התלוננה כי תושב בת ים כלא אותה בביתו, שם אנס ותקף אותה. כתבתנו שרון פולבר עם הפרטים. האישה בת 41 הובאה ארצה על ידי סוכנות שידוכים במטרה להכירה לחשוד תושב בת ים בן 63. אמש היא התלוננה במשטרה וטענה כי החשוד כלא אותה בביתו ובמספר הזדמנויות תקף אותה ואף אנס אותה. כשביקשה לעזוב טען החשוד כי היא גנבה ממנו את כספו. במרינה בהרצליה נפגע קשה צוללן כשנפגע ממנוע של סירה. הוא פונה לבית החולים איכילוב בתל אביב מחוסר הכרה. כתובתנו הודעה שטייף מוסרת שהמשטרה פתחה בחקירה. ברחוב מונטיפיורי בתל אביב נפל פועל בניין מגובה ונפצע בינוני. גם הוא פונה לאיכילוב. התחזית חם ויבש מהרגיל. ולסיום, נשיא המדינה שמעון פרס פתח היום את עונת מסיק הזיתים במשכנו בירושלים. יחד איתו, כמה עשרות ילדים יהודים וערבים מסקו את עצי הזית הפזורים בגינה. זיתים קודם כל הם מאפיינים את המזרח התיכון, זה עץ, שכאן זה ביתו, ויש בו כמה מעלות. קודם כל הוא חי המון זמן. כאן, כשאדם מגיע לגיל 90, אומרים שהוא זקן. עץ זית מגיע לגיל 300, הוא עדיין בנוער עובד. אבל חוץ מזה הוא גם יסמל את השלום. כתבנו אלדר גילרן מוסר כי הזיתים שנמסקו הבוקר יועברו לבית בד, שם יופק מהם שמן הנשיא, שיוענק על ידי פרס לשועי עולם שיבקרו במעונו. אלה החדשות שעורך חדר שיפר.
J.M. in the A.M. with Aspaklarya. Esa Enai is the name of that selection. Before that, Sheves Achim Bishuvi from Sheves Achim, volume number two. News from Israel before that, and welcome to a, a J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning. It is election day. Have you voted yet? <clears throat> Have you exercised your right to vote? I hope so. If you haven't done so yet, you have the entire day. Make sure to do it. We cannot emphasize it enough. Make sure to uh, to make your parents and the grandparents proud. Exercise your right to vote. Even if some of the elections that are in your area are lopsided or seem so, or even if the elections seem too small to spend your time online waiting to vote. Do it anyway. Quarter after seven, we're five minutes away uh, from the inaugural 5774 Yeshiva League sports update. I want to thank Elliot Weiselberg, who has expanded our sports operation. He's now doing a show every Sunday at 7 p.m., repeated every Tuesday tonight at 7 p.m. on our stream at jmnam.org. But our Yeshiva League sports update, where we take a couple of minutes and get the highlights each week. We'll be coming at you Tuesdays at 7.20 right here at JM in the AM. A special shout-out to everybody at Crown Trophy in Brooklyn, New York, who always takes special pride in our sports coverage here at JM in the AM. To Mike and the entire staff, they love when we highlight basketball and hockey and all the great things that our Yeshiva League kids are involved with. So a big shout-out to uh, Mike and his staff at uh, Crown Trophy in Brooklyn, New York. JM and the AM, more coming up, including that sports update. Keep it right here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County, 91.9 FM, and around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org.
J.M. in the A.M. will say Baruch Haba to the inaugural Yeshiva League Sports Report here at J.M. in the A.M. That's Shalshalas, of course, uh, from volume number five. Today is election day, folks. Make sure to get out there and vote. I remind you, it's important. It's real important. Get out there and vote. Elliot Weiselberg with the very first Yeshiva League Sports Update of the 5774 season. It's Tuesdays. At 7.20 in the morning, right here at JM in the AM. Straight ahead on the inaugural Tuesday morning sports report of the 2013-2014 season. Rambam and DRS renew their rivalry in a varsity and JV hockey doubleheader. The two city schools do early season battle in JV basketball. And four teams represent the Yeshiva Basketball League in Memphis, but it's California that takes the crown. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The 7th Annual Cooper Invitational Tournament took place in Memphis this past weekend as delegations from 16 different schools across the nation converged on Tennessee in early season tournament action. For the third time in the last four years, the Eula Panthers took home the top prize. After bowing out in last year's quarterfinal to eventual champion Chicagoland, the Panthers rolled through three straight Yeshiva League opponents, defeating Hafter 51-32 in the quarters, Ramaz 49-39 in the semis, and North Shore 51-37 in the finals. For North Shore, this was the second straight finals appearance and second straight defeat in the process. Also representing the Yeshiva League was Flatbush, who after a close loss to Nuju by two on day one, knocked off three straight victories to win the Tier 2 championship. Varsity scores on the week, Mag and David tournament champion Heschel dropped Hillel 57-31, and Hanks split the week losing to DRS 44-27, but rebounding to top Rambam 66-50. Over in JV, the Manhattan matchup of Ramaz and MTA met last week. MTA jumped out quickly, stunning the Rams on offense and keeping them pegged down on the defensive end, amassing an 18-3 lead at the end of the first quarter. MTA would maintain the distance throughout, winning 59-47. Sophomore Daniel Mirsky and freshman Adam Matovich led all scorers with 15 points. In other JV basketball news, Frisch topped JEC 62-41, TABC upended Kushner 40-33, YDE stopped Brooklyn rival Shari Torah 57-52, and Mag and David did the same to Leigh Bunham 43-37. JV and varsity hockey fans were treated to another wild doubleheader this weekend on the heels of the fantastic Kushner-JEC battle on Monte Chavez. Rambam and DRS took center stage on Sunday afternoon in Lawrence. In the varsity end, Rambam jumped out early before the Wildcats put in three unanswered to walk away with the 3-1 victory. In the nightcap, the JV squads went down to the wire, with Isaac Freeze being credited for his second of two goals on the night, with 12 seconds remaining in the game to break a 1-1 deadlock and give DRS the victory. For more on this game and the discussion of this controversial goal, tune in to The Court Report, the newest show on the Nachum Siegel Network, this Sunday at 7 p.m. Other hockey scores of note, DRS JV defeated North Shore 3-0, Frisch JV blanked Ramaz 5-0 to begin their season, Ramaz varsity top Mag and David 5-3. And finally, as alluded to before, Kushner needed overtime in both the JV and varsity games to defeat rival JEC 1-0 and 7-6 respectively. Ellie Schwartz netted 5 in the victory for the varsity Cobras, giving him a league-leading 11 in only 3 games. 
And that was your inaugural 2013-2014 Tuesday Morning Sports Report. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. To the best soldiers in the world.
Amazing selection from Yaakov Shweki Mishaberach. <coughs> Jam in the AM Tuesday. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Arav Zeb and Rav Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Vayikra, Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, when a man brings a carbon from you to Hashem. The Pasuk should read, when a man from among you brings an offering. We learn that Avodas Hashem, the true service of Hashem, requires giving of oneself to Hashem. When one is totally involved in the fulfillment of the mitzvahs, he merits unusual divine assistance, or siyata dishmaya, in all that he does. Rav Shach once noted that it was perhaps the merit of his self-sacrifice on behalf of young people that resulted in his success with them. The Mesorah Sachinuch relates that there was once a student in Ponovich. He grew up in an entirely secular home. He was zealously committed to Torah and to mitzvot. However, he lacked a proper elementary Jewish education. It resulted in a poor relationship between himself and his parents. Once, when Rav Shach was ill, he was in bed with a high fever, and his son-in-law came to visit him. He happened to mention to Rav Shach that he had seen the young man near a certain house on Ravad Street. Is that so, said Rav Shach? Then I'd better go to see him. The great Sadik sat up on his bed and began to get dressed. Rav Bergman was greatly concerned for his father-in-law's health and tried to discourage him. But I have to speak to him, said Rav Shach. His son-in-law answered, but I'll call him to come to you. No, Rav Shach answered, I want to go to him. The son-in-law again argued, but it wouldn't be proper. Besides, you're in no condition to go right now. It's clear that there's a serious rift in this young man's relationship with his parents. Rav Shach continued, I'm not sure that I really know how to resolve the situation. But when Hashem is going to see that despite the illness, I'm getting up and I'm completely committed to this problem, maybe I'm going to merit that Hashem is going to put the right words in my mouth. I'll have an impact on this young man, how to change the way that he deals with his estranged family. The young man was completely overwhelmed by the obvious love of the elderly sage. After a short talk, the young man immediately committed himself to improving his relationship with his family. That's the meaning of bringing a sacrifice from oneself. Odom kiyakriv mikem. When one devotes himself to a mitzvah, his involvement has to be wholehearted, exhaustive, and complete. Our sages tell us, Hoisik b'mitzvah, potter mitzvah. When one is involved in a mitzvah, he is exempt from doing another mitzvah at that time. It requires wholehearted devotion. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. and the A.M. Aralas Samet off of a uh, CD entitled Project X. 
a uh, what is he called? Project X, a Hasidish Atam. Uh, here at JM in the AM, 744, 16 minutes before 8 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. It's Election Day. If you have not yet voted, make sure to vote at some point today. Please, 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 make sure to vote. We have an amazing day on the stream at jmandtheam.org. Tonight is the top nine at nine. <clears throat> Tonight is the top nine at nine. Every single Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Yussi Zweig uh, counts down the top nine at nine. In fact, we have an amazing Tuesday night lineup, The Book of Life with Charlie Harari, that originally aired last Thursday. That'll be on at 6 p.m. Yeshiva League sports uh, sports program, which we call Court Report. Uh, you'll hear that at 7 o'clock. That was the uh, edition that was on at 7 p.m. this past uh, Sunday. Homeward Bound, Rabbi Yigal Siegel, with uh, a show about Aliyah. Uh, where he focuses with Nefesh Benefesh on uh, moving to Israel. Homeward Bound is the name of the show, 7.30 tonight. Teen Spirit at 8 o'clock, and then 9 at 9. Uh, 9 at 9, which is based on your votes. You go to my website, NahumSigl.com, you'll see the very top, there's a link that says uh, 9 at 9. You vote there. You can vote once a week for your favorite song, and then Yassi's Y counts them down tonight. So a great lineup. Coming up today, right after JM and the AM, Ellie Hagler and the OU Jewish Reaction Show. And Ellie has not finished with the New York City Marathon. He speaks with three people who ran the marathon. Amitai Dagan, who ran his first, along with three friends. Avi Bloom, Director of Technology Integration at SAR Academy, ran his first. And a pacer who runs with Achilles, an organization who pairs able-bodied runners with those running with a disability. He'll speak to that one as well. Also special to that marathon runner. Also special congratulations to Richard Bernstein, a blind-since-birth lawyer who was with us, you may recall, this past January, down when we did the Florida shows with Yachad. And he's a disability rights advocate. He completed his first marathon since being hit by a bicyclist in Central Park over two years ago. Overall, it's his 20th marathon that he's com- that he's completed. Uh, Miriam Wallach and I... Interviewed him down uh, with Team Yachad in January in Florida, you may recall. Anyway, that's Ellie Hagler and the OU Jewish Reaction Show coming up right after JM and the AM. And then, by the book, and I want to thank our friends from Koran Publishers, they made available to me Rabbi Dr. Jacob J. Schachter. Um, Rabbi J.J. Schachter is um, an amazing scholar, an unbelievable interview. Talk about Talk about easy on the interviewer. <laughs> and that interview that I did with um, uh, Rabbi Jacob J. Schachter is going to be on at 10 o'clock this morning on our stream at jmandtheam.org. It focuses on Koren and Magid Book's um, continuation of the series entitled Drashot Ledarot. Rabbi Norman Lamb, who released the, <coughs> the Genesis volume a while back, Rabbi uh, Rabbi Schachter wrote the foreword to the Exodus volume, which is coming out next month. In fact, we're going to be doing giveaways here at JM and the AM for that brand new book. It is expected out in the next few weeks. <clears throat> so that is the Safer Schmos Exodus volume. I speak to Rabbi uh, Dr. Jacob J. Schachter at 10 o'clock this morning on Buy the Book, and then ZK does a Tuesday live lunch on our streams. We have a lot going on. I hope everybody out there 
tunes in and keeps the stream on all day long. Emuna of America and the Yossi Berger Holocaust Study Center invites you to the 75th Kristallnacht commemoration. It's happening tonight at 7.30 at Fifth Avenue Synagogue. Rabbi Yaakov Kermeyer uh, will preside. He's the spiritual leader of Fifth Avenue. The Kelmale done by Cantor Joseph Malavani, of course. It'll pay tribute to the memory of Anna Grossberg, co-chair of the Yossi Berger Holocaust Study Center in Baca, Jerusalem. It'll feature Sigmund Rolot as guest speaker, chairman of the Museum of Polish Jews North American Council. There'll be a musical tribute by Cecilia Margolis. For information, 212-564-9045. Again, it's presented by Amuna of America and the Yossi Berger Holocaust Studies Center. That happens tonight. By the way, speaking of our stream, tomorrow... Uh, when Randy does um, uh, something to talk about, which is uh, going to be on right after JM and the AM, she's going to be speaking with Alice, Alice and Joseph's Jew in the City. And on Thursday, we will actually be giving away two tickets to uh, Alice and Joseph's um, a big VIP All-Star, Orthodox All-Star event that's going to be happening later this month. So if you listen tomorrow... You'll pick up the answer to the trivia question that you'll need to answer Thursday morning when we give away the tickets. Whew, that's how it goes. So <laughs> that's tomorrow with Randy right after JM and the AM. It's election day today. Have you voted yet? If not, get to those polls. Exercise your right and privilege and responsibility to get out there and vote. This is JM and the AM.
Tuesday morning. Yes, it's almost Hanukkah, believe it or not. It's already the second day of Kislev. We're getting in the mood with the Miami Boys Choir. Schwebel, Scharf, and Levine before that with me, Von Siach, 8 o'clock in the morning. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Around the, uh, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. The uh, gunman uh, in the Garden State Plaza Mall shooting last night has uh, killed himself. 20-year-old Richard Shoup of Teaneck, New Jersey, who, thank God, didn't kill or injure anybody yet last night. He certainly could have. Uh, was found dead, self-inflicted wounds by police sometime very, very early this morning after the episode occurred about 9.20 last night. And this is a mall that uh, I'm sure so many thousands of our listeners have been in. Very scary. Uh, scheduled to be closed today, and I assume it will reopen at some point tomorrow. JM in the AM with a reminder that the um, 75th Kristallnacht commemoration ceremony presented by Amuna of America and the Ussi Berger Holocaust Studies Center happens at Fifth Avenue Synagogue tonight. Tribute to the memory of Anna Grossberg, featuring Sigmund Rolot, guest speaker, chairman of the Museum of Polish Jews North American Council, and a musical tribute by Cecilia Margolis. It's happening tonight at Fifth Avenue Synagogue, uh, beginning at 7.30 p.m. Information at 212-564-9045. I want to say good morning to all those who are heading to uh, Yeshivat Noam today. The Blended Learning Toward New Frontiers Conference, which is presented by the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education in New Jersey Association of Jewish Day Schools, Divisions of Yachad, NJCD, are presenting these um, uh, conferences today. And I'm sure a lot of folks are on the way or just arriving at Yeshiva Noam. So we say kol to the OU and Yachad and everybody who's responsible for that conference. We had a chance to speak about it on the air a couple of weeks back, you may recall. Yossi Baumel is going to be joining us. American Friends of Yeshivat State Road have their big dinner coming up. He'll join us coming up. <coughs> excuse me, coming up live via telephone. Yigal Siegel is with us live via telephone right now because tonight is a brand new, fresh edition of Homeward Bound, 7.30 p.m. every Tuesday evening on our stream at jmandtheam.org. He gets an opportunity with the folks at Nefesh Benefesh to... Uh, constantly thank god talk about the uh, the ease with which someone can make aliyah can move to israel always covering different uh, topics and angles each and every week egal siegel welcome back to jm in the am thank you Nahum. good afternoon to you good afternoon or as we say in new jersey good morning <laughs> <laughs> um, so i noticed that the middle of november is very very active with Aliyah events in our area. I see the 17th and the 19th in New York and Florida, uh, plus in addition to those uh, events, I notice that there's medical seminars going on. There's a lot of activity coming up in the next week or two. Yeah, November is traditionally a big month for uh, Nefesh Nefesh events. Um, I think that, uh, it's a, a very interesting event they're having on November 17th in New York and then subsequently in Florida, a uh, similar event called Think Israel. Have you... Uh, Read or heard about that yet, yeah, the well, Think Israel program? I have the announcement in front of me, but explain what it is. Well, basically, it seems it's uh, really uh, a, a discussion uh, with, uh, with a, a very interesting uh, um, panel of people 
about uh, Aliyah, obviously Aliyah in general, but specifically uh, careers, I think, is the focus. And it's focused on people who are looking to kind of prepare themselves for Aliyah, prepare themselves for the journey, um, who are at a stage where they're still thinking in terms of careers and stuff. And uh, you have, uh, I think you have the, the specific list of people in front of you. You caught me by surprise. I don't have the list in front of me. No, that's fine. I have here, um, I have here, uh, well, actually, I have the topics in front of me. They're going to co- cover a whole variety of topics, including developing a career in Israel, finding and building your community in Israel, higher education. The uh, featured speaker in the Florida event is the Consul General of Israel to Florida, Chaim Shacham. There will be a special program for physicians and paramedical professionals as well. The... The New York one, which you alluded to, is the 17th of November, and that one will include uh, Ron Prosor, Israeli ambassador to the United Nations, uh, Sofa Landver, minister of Aliyah and Immigrant Absorption, and Rabbi Yoshua Fass, of course, the co-founder and executive director of Nefesh Benefesh. Plus, they'll have that special program for physicians and paramedical professionals as well. So there's a lot going on with those two events. Yeah, and obviously the focus, as um, as you've seen, is on students and on young professionals. And right. This is a, a concerted effort to allow people the opportunity to uh, plan. You know, early on, I guess as early on as you can get is uh, <laughs> when you're young. But uh, the idea is that uh, all this information obviously is available on the website. And the idea here is to to think Israel, to think that this is a real viable option for someone who's planning their career or who has even started their career but is you know is looking to make a move Yigal Siegel with us live from Jerusalem is that the focus of tonight's show the focus of tonight's show is not these events uh, but is something connected to these events I'm speaking with uh, Avi Silverman who is a community advisor in the pre-Aliyah department of Nefesh for Nefesh Avi and I uh, have a discussion about uh, various communities, various areas of Israel, how they're developing, um, what, what, is, what, is a good, what is a good plan of attack, really, to try and figure out where the best place is for you and your family when you do come to Israel. So we're going to be just concentrating on communities this week, and sometime in the next couple of weeks, I continue my conversation with Avi about education, which is something, obviously, for, for families is something key exactly what type of education they're looking for for their kids and you know kind of understanding the terms the different the different streams of uh, of of educational institutions and to give people a little background as to what to look for for their own family and their and their children. Well, one thing I could tell you, I'm sure that a half hour is not enough tonight to cover all the communities <laughs> that people are moving to with Nevis Benevis. No, that's it's not. That's why what we're going to do is in future shows. It's very good. In the future <laughs> shows, we're going to concentrate on specific communities. We're going to take a few minutes with Avi at different points uh, throughout the year and speak about. You know, obviously there's certain places which. A lot of Americans or Anglos know about, like Ramat Beit Shemesh and and Chashmonaim uh, and Modi'in. Um, there are other places which are up and coming. Places up north, we're going to have a, a dedicated show to the Go North program. Uh, places like Carmiel, uh, which is near Tveri, up near the Galil and uh, in the Galil, and of course Beersheva, which is a place that you and I both know based on our family. But uh, it's also uh, we discussed it tonight. The uh, the up and coming south and the go south program that uh, Nefesh has started. So there's a lot of information that'll be coming down the pike. Also, in the next few weeks, we'll be following up on our conversation from last week, 
um, with Rachel Berger, the Director of Employment in the post Aliyah Department. She is going to be concentrating on specific jobs and specific careers, giving a little more information than we did in the uh, in the general overview that we covered last week. Oh, oh, boy, there's so much to talk about. It's unbelievable. Homeward Bound, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org or by Eagle Siegel hosts and uh, always has a collection of guests from Nefesh Benefesh to explore uh, some issue, event, uh, etc. 7.30, you'll hear it tonight, Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org. Part of an amazing Tuesday block of programming, uh, which includes now the um, the um, uh, uh, the uh, court report with Elliot Weiselberg, which includes Nine at Nine with Yossi Zweig, Teen Spirit, and so much more. Oh, I think we lost Rabbi Egal Siegel on that one. All right. At least we got the points in. Tune in tonight. You'll be able to hear more about the Nefesh Benefesh organization and what they are doing to uh, facilitate Aliyah. Nine minutes after 8 o'clock, J.M. and the A.M. Rabbi Yossi Baumel is going to be joining us from Stay Road. They have their big dinner coming up. He'll join us in the 8 o'clock hour and plenty more if you keep it right here on a Tuesday at J.M. and the A.M. Don't forget, today is Election Day. We're asking everybody to get out there and vote. Make sure to vote, folks. Today is Election Day in the USA. Make your voice heard. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Ellie Hagler. With some amazing New York City marathon runners, Ellie Hagler coming up with the OU Jewish Reaction Program today at 9. And then at 10 o'clock, Rabbi Dr. Jacob J. Schachter is my guest on By the Book. It is a great conversation, mostly because of Rabbi Schachter. And you'll hear us on the topic of um, this brand new release, Drashot Ledorot, on Exodus, the second volume from Rabbi Norman Lamb. Rabbi Schachter wrote the foreword. And it'll be out next month. We'll talk about that and uh, Magid books, etc., etc., all happening between 10 and 11 this morning on the stream at jmandtheam.org.
JM in the AM. Yessi Baumel is with us live via telephone. Let's see if he can figure out why I am playing Tfila La'ani, especially that specific version this morning here at JM in the AM. Yessi Baumel, welcome back to JM in the AM. You remember when Tfila La'ani ended up being a very, uh, unfortunately, a very popular song in the Jewish world? Yeah, and the truth is that's really the beginning of the story that I want to tell you this morning, the song that you chose. Let me catch everybody up. Uh, those of you who recall, and by the way, before that it was Eitan Katz with Ms. Marla David and David Gabay with Mitzvah here at JM in the AM. Uh, catch everybody up. Uh, you may recall uh, almost eight and a half years ago there was a uh, quote-unquote disengagement, a... Um, a period of time during the summer of 2005 where the uh, leadership of the Jewish state, for whatever reason, decided to uh, leave Gush Katif and the uh, surrounding areas of the Gaza Strip. And that song, if any, and there were a lot, but that song, if any, uh, epitomized the uh, the struggle of the last days of Gush Katif. And Yossi Baumel, you were saying that that starts the story of uh, Stay Road. It doesn't start the story of Stay Road, but it starts the story that I want to tell you this morning. Go ahead, that's uh, what I meant. Go ahead. Elections. Right. The municipal elections. Right. Not in New York City, uh, in Israel, and specifically in Stay Road. Um, what happened was is that uh, a young man who uh, was uh, was uh, who grew up in Beersheba and then studied in a Hezli Yeshiva in Karnation Ron right. um, decided with his young wife that they need to go and settle in a development town, they chose they wrote to settle, and his name is Alon Davidi. And he's a quiet fellow, and he was uh, studying and uh, wasn't publicly involved at all when one night in 2006, two missiles fell outside his house. Uh, and uh, he ran outside, and he was ambushed by all the media that was standing there, and they started asking him questions about what he thought about the situation. And uh, he was so eloquent and so convincing and so riled up and so showed such leadership qualities that he decided at that point to get involved in politics, <laughs> uh, and uh, and he ran in 2008 for mayor of Steyrot. You have to understand that this is a very, very, very sensitive issue, because um, let me back up a bit and tell people what, what we're talking about. Um, I can see this even in my own family. And by, the, and by the way, I just want to give one more perspective. In addition to it being Election Day here, people have to realize that, unfortunately, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of difficulties, um, <laughs> how do you put this, uh, uh, suspected fraud in certain municipal elections in Israel. So uh, this whole election day in Israel has been a big subject the last couple of weeks. Right, that's true. And I will get to that, although I think I want to talk about the good side, not the bad side. Yeah, I'm just telling case, people one. Um, in any case, um, you know, Avram Avinu was a settler. He lived in Hebron, he lived in Beit El, he traveled up and down Route 60, uh, to mark off those places where his children were settled in the heartland of the of the, uh, of the Jewish uh, country. However, his, we saw in last week's parsha that his son Yitzchak did not go in his footsteps so much, but settled in two places in the northwestern Negev, Be'er Lachai Roi, which we're not sure where it is, but somewhere uh, in the northwestern Negev, and then the other place is Nachal Grar, uh, which is uh, basically the Gaza Strip. You know, when the settlers moved in, I hate to use that word, when the good Jewish people moved into the to the Gaza Strip area, the Arabs were friendly in those days. That was before peace, of course, and uh, <laughs> they uh, welcomed them. And they, but they said, "You can't grow anything here. We call this area 
uh, Wadi Arar, which is uh, in Arabic means cursed. Right. And uh, and you can't grow anything. Of course, they managed to grow to break worldwide records in produce uh, per acre uh, afterwards. But that's another story. In any case. We see that Avram Avinu was settled in Yudam Sharon, but his son settled in the northwestern Negev. You see the same kind of thing, we see the same thing happening uh, in the land of Israel today. Those of our kids who matured before the expulsion from Gush Katif will continue to settle on in Judea and Samaria. However, the younger kids who were very heavily affected, and I'm saying not only those who were thrown out, not only those who lived in nearby northwestern Negev that afterwards got bombarded because of the, of the uh, retreat from Gaza Strip, but also kids, religious Zionist kids all over the country who said, used to say Tefillah L'Shalom Ahmedina to pray for the welfare of the state of Israel with such great uh, intensity, all of a sudden had their lives and their whole outlook broken by what, was, what had been done. But it had been done politically, uh, religiously, but also on a humanitarian level to have to throw 9,000 people out of their homes. Nobody in the world does that sort of thing to anybody except, I don't want to mention where they do terrible things. We've not had it before right. the rest of the last 2,000 years. Any case, in any case, the younger generation has seen it their mission to settle in the development towns and in the uh, inner cities of, uh, of uh, Israel. And they're called the Garinim Tarnim, the seed groups. And we have, you have similar things happening here in the United States as well. Uh, the idea of a seed group, a group of people, very committed religious people, coming to a place, learning there, setting up a kolal, setting up a hezda yeshiva, teaching in the schools, becoming part of the community. And uh, this is a process that's been going on for a long time. And, and uh, Alon Davidi came to Sterot, um as part of that process. Uh, and he, uh, he actually worked in our yeshiva. He was director of the yeshiva before he got involved in politics. Uh, up until uh, 2005, I think from 2000 to 2005, he was the director of the Hezda Yeshiva in Sterot, which I have to mention at this point, we're having our annual dinner in less than two weeks, uh, and Monday night we'll talk about that later. But in any case, so he moved to Sterot, and after he ran for elections in 2008, he lost, and a lot of people throughout the country, not only in Sterot, were concerned by what, what, what he did. Why? Because all these seed groups are small minority groups in all these places, and they're, they're, they're only, you know, to, to radiate Torah and to, and to help the community and not get involved in politics. And to have an important member of the Garin Torani run for office, become a politician, and afterwards choose to stay in the opposition when he lost the election, it was not good. And he, 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 told, the, he told reporters, I, 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 there's a kid, one of these kids who moved to the Negev lived a few houses away from me. His name is Eliashiv Reichner. He's a, a columnist and a... a um, a writer in uh, the Makari Shon and other places in Israel, and uh, he, he uh, and, and he told them that uh, that he understood that by not joining the coalition, that he was not acting the traditional way uh, that uh, religious Zionist minorities all over the place would, in other words, be the assistant, be the be the vice mayor, get money for your people, and move on. He he was aimed he aimed for leadership. He didn't like the way things were being run. And he ran in that election against the wife of uh, Amir Peres, the Minister of Defense at the time. And he, and, but she didn't lose. She she lost also. But um, uh, David Buskila became mayor, and he was in the opposition four years. And it was very very problematic for the yeshiva and for the Garantoroni. We do not want to take sides in politics. We do, and the, the old previous maybe used to come learn in our yeshiva all the time. He, you know, even though he wasn't an Orthodox Jew, but he would come once a month and learn in our yeshiva. And we tried to have good relations with him, despite the fact that one of our own had run against him, but it was a very difficult uh, situation. And many people in the movement, the Garinim Taranim movement, c c criticized what he had done. However, we see a few years later that he 
went out. And, and you have to understand, he ran against 14 other parties. You know, in America, you know, there's three parties, like, like they were in the front in the election, that's a lot already. But, you know, but uh, in Israel, there some places you have a lot of elections, and they wrote, I don't know why 15 parties are fighting to manage a 150 million shekel deficit in the city budget. I don't know why, but nevertheless, there was a lot of opposition, about five other candidates for mayor, and he went out with a almost 60% uh, majority against all the other people, and he, and, uh, and he won. So and he's now mayor of Sterot. He's now mayor of Sterot. He's coming in for our dinner uh, in a week and a half, and he's mayor of Sterot. And uh, you have to understand the implications of this. And this, you mentioned before about what was going on in other places in, in local politics. Um, think about a situation where people who are called by Achlama Peretz, settlers and outsiders, settle in a place, become part of the place, teach in the schools become friendly with the people, and are so beloved and so respected, despite the fact that they're religious, uh, they were just 75% not religious. Right, that's, the, that's, the, point I'm, that's the point I'm glad you're making, is that the majority of Sterod is not Orthodox Jews. Right. And, and, they, and they, they have such respect for the yeshiva, and such respect for the government Torani, and such respect for Alon David personally, that they swept aside all these differences and they accepted them as their own and they and and, and it's, it's really really a I mean, you know let's talk a little for a moment about uh, the religious aspect of this you know a lot of people say oh don't do that it's a chil Hashem you know in other words don't do something because you'll be caught and then it'll look bad but when you think a little deeper you think a little deeper we're all we're on this world to emulate Hashem and we don't know what he thinks or how he acts. We have no idea. We can't know God altogether. The only way we could do that is by emulating his, his acts. And our rabbis tell us, just like he's merciful, you have to be merciful. Just like he is nice to us, you have to be nice to, to other people and help other people. And th- that's the only way we get close to God is by acting with those things. And the fact that the religious Zionist community in Sterot acts that way, lives that way, learns Torah that way, and when they have to close the Gemara and go out and help the people during wartime, they do that as well. That's what long-term made the difference in Sterot, and that's why he got elected. You know what Shlomo, Kal- that we have to support. You know what Shlomo Kalbach said on these airwaves? He said... Uh, I, I I told everybody in the government of Israel just let me let me go around my chevra to everybody in Israel and and uh, and see everybody and speak to them and sing for them and believe me the country will be united. That's basically what they're doing. They're basically reaching that, out. That's but that's a small thing compared to what they're doing because these people see them yelling at their wives also and taking their kids to school in the morning. It's not just performing or, or coming to uh, right. speak with them and grow close with them. This is much further. Their everyday life. Their everyday life is a shining example of Torah the way it's supposed to be. And that's they, why this happened in Sterot. They call it Religious Zionist Leadership, the Next Generation, the 18th Anniversary Gala Awards Dinner for the uh, Yeshiva in Sterot is uh, Monday night, November the 18th, at the New York Marriott Marquis Times Square. That's Broadway and 45th Street in New York City. And American Friends of Sterot invites you to participate. And to support the Yeshiva and the American Friends, uh, the uh, keynote address will be by the Honorable Israeli Minister of the Economy, Mr. Naftali Bennett, head of the Bayat Yehudi Jewish Home Party. Many distinguished honorees, special guests, as you heard Yossi Baum will say, the newly elected mayor of Sterot, Mr. Alon Davidi. Music by Yehuda Katz and Revel Sheva, catering by our friends at Main Event Caterers. Dinners being chaired by Chaim Boyanju, Nussen Fogel, and Larry Malitsky, and everybody is invited to participate in the event. It happens November the 18th on Monday night. Phone number is 718-673-4945. 718-673-4945.
718-673-4945. You can also go to the web, stayrote.org, S-D-E-R-O-T.org, S-D-E-R-O-T.org. Tell me about the honorees coming up on the 18th of November, Yossi Bama. Like on the American flag to get English, or you do slash English. That's uh, been changed. Say, say, we had you cut off. Say it one more time. Uh, I said that the website is stayrote.org slash English to get to the website, and stayrote.org slash dinner gets you straight to the uh, information on the dinner. Who are the honorees that night? Okay, so we have a few uh, different honorees. Let's start off with our corporate sponsorship. Uh, that's the Adelsberg Firm, uh, which is run by Steve and Erwin Adelsberg. Uh, and the way this came about is a little strange, but I think I have to say thank you to two accountants at this point. Uh, the first account I want to thank is not uh, Steve Adelsberg, but a gentleman named Barry Picker, whose office we use every year. People should know we waste no money on running an office in New York. It's all virtual. The number that you read out before rings on my cell phone in Israel. I'm in Israel, and I usually answer it late into the night. Uh, but while we're here for this month for the, before the dinner, uh, it, it rings here in New York. And if you don't get an answer, please, 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 we will call you back immediately. I get an email message about every phone call. And if we're on the other line, we don't answer, we'll call you back immediately. Please do not get upset if we don't answer the phone exactly when you call. Now, the honorees. So Barry Picker's firm lets us use his office in Flappish every year, and we thank Barry for that. Uh, and uh, last year, when we honored uh, Barry Picker and his firm, uh, Steve Adelsberg comes over to me and he says, Yossi, I don't understand. I've been doing your books for 10 years for free helping you out, giving you money on top of that, and you honor somebody else. I said, Steve, you're the first human being in the history of my career that's ever asked to be honored. That's great. He said, no, 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 I didn't ask to be honored. I, don't want to, I can't be honored. I can't. All these organizations want to be honored. So I said, we will put your firm, uh, feature it at the dinner, and thank you for what you've been doing for us for the last 10 years, and you will make of it what you will, and thank God he, is, he will be there, and he's bringing people down there. And he's been so, so wonderful. He's a real, Steve Adelsberg is a wonderful, wonderful person, those who know him. And, of course, his brother Erwin from Great Neck, also both of them, uh, their company, the Adelsberg, they deal with so many nonprofits. They are so good and so smart. And uh, I would recommend to all organizations that have problems that they should uh, work with them. All right, Mazal Tov to the CPA firm Samuel Adelsberg and Sons. They are the corporate sponsorship awardees on the 18th of November. Now, the next ones are Avi and Ellen Freilich. Dr. Freilich is a doctor. Uh, he has an office, actually, his in, in Brooklyn. Uh, he uh, has come to stay wrote uh, um, more than once, I believe. Uh, already uh, years ago, before I worked for stay wrote, um, Rabbi Sandel stayed in their house in Jamaica State. So they become close friends of the Shiva. And uh, when we asked again that they, this year that they should be honored, they finally agreed. Uh, they were in stay wrote not long ago. They visited with us. And uh, they're big supporters and uh, wonderful, wonderful people. I spent Shabbat in Jamaica States with them uh, just a few weeks ago. A really, really beautiful family. And we're looking forward to sit for them and all their friends and neighbors and supporters to come out and support the great work and the great life that they lead. Mazal tov to the Freilichs, okay. Now, Rami and Papsi Lieber are very interesting people. Um, they live in Harnoff in Yerushalayim. Uh, Rami was involved in computers during the Y2K. Do you remember Y2K? Is are you uh, young? Since about 12 years ago, no? 13 right. years ago. Anyway, so he, <laughs> he he found some kind of solution to that, and uh, he worked for a couple of years in Manhattan, but then he, he moved to Israel. His wife is Israeli, although you can't tell when you talk to her. She sounds just like any other American from Harnoff. Uh, and uh, she grew up in Haifa, and the interesting thing is 
that she, when she was little, she used to be a babysitter for a young man who was the son uh, of American immigrants, and his name is Naftali Bennett. Huh? So she will be. So Naftali Bennett's babysitter will be there at the dinner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very cute uh, thing. Anyway, the reason also is that they have two beautiful sons in our yeshiva uh, who are studying away. Really, I mean, Yehuda, the older son, has as one of the few uh, English speakers in our yeshiva has feature, been featured on a few of our videos already because uh, it's not too easy to find people not speak English well in the in uh, the largest Hezer yeshiva in Israel, Sderot, which is uh, a large majority of Sephardic Jews from the surrounding uh, Negev and other areas. Uh, but uh, so he so they're really good friends and big supporters. And uh, we I, not only are they agreed to be honored, but I finally convinced them to actually come to the dinner. They want to do it by video, but they're coming to the dinner. He rearranged his business schedule, and he's, they'll be coming in. And anybody who knows Rami and Popsy Liebler should please come out, because they're, they're not, they don't have the other friends in, like other people do who live here in the United States, and they're going to be lonely. So please come out to be there with them uh, at our dinner on November 18th. Someone told me Naftali Bennett lived in Teaneck when he lived here. Is that true? So I heard. It's funny. We'll find out. I think Rabbi Sandel will be in Phoenix this. Uh, Someone this past Shabbos told me they were classmates with him in, really? in one of the in one of the Bergen County schools. Yeah, he did, uh, classmates. I think so. I think they said classmates. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Let's find out. Who do we have next? We have Jay and Soraya Nimrov. This is a beautiful couple from Livingston, New Jersey. Hey, shout out to Livingston. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I met Jay and Soraya uh, uh, on their honeymoon. Many, 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 many years ago, uh, when I was working for Teret Kornim, and I took them around, and they've been friends ever since, and I've been in Livingston a number of times uh, for Stay Road, I think twice already over the past couple of years, and uh, Jay has been the gabai of uh, the Suburban Torah Center for the last 10 years, and Soraya has a very nice, large Persian family uh, throughout the New York area. I'll be speaking, actually, at the uh, Sephardi Minion in West Orange this Shabbat. Uh, where she used to live, and uh, she was one of the founders of that minion, actually. So uh, they agreed to be honored and to bring down the community, and uh, they, too, I hope, will be uh, accompanied by lots of friends and neighbors from uh, Livingston. So those are our four honorees. And then I want to talk a little about our video of the presentation, um, dedication of the Joseph and Helen Mermelstein Sports Center. That's uh, for the yeshiva? The community is going to be using it as well? What happened was as follows, and it's, um, it's a long story, but it's, it's an interesting story. Many, many years ago, I was talking to Bernie Mermelstein, Joe's son, and I was talking to him about yeshiva. So he says, you know, the truth is what interests me is sports. If you ever have a sports project, come back to me. So I forgot about it. Then his uh, uncle, Rabbi Heshi Reichen from YU, gave a shear uh, in our yeshiva last year, and we were talking, and then it suddenly hit me. We had just been offered to buy the one remaining building on our campus that doesn't belong to us. It was, it was a broken-down sports center. It was it had fell into disuse. I remember that building. I remember that yeah, place. Yeah, the, the, the windows are broken. Right. And the, the floor is ripped up, and it was a uh, hangout for drug addicts or whatever. It was terrible. I mean, I don't know that, that much, but that's what it looked like. Right. Uh, and, uh, and it was on our campus, and uh, all of a sudden we were able to buy it and uh, fix it up. And I went to, back to Bernie, and he uh, he and his sister uh, Aviva Gross from uh, Woodmere, I was there for Shabbat, uh, they agreed to together to uh, help us renovate the sports center, and we had a beautiful dedication of it in Sukkot. 
And we took some footage of the uh, dedication. And there's one spot that really people have to come see. To see minister, the Minister of Housing of Israel, Uri Ariel, almost seven feet tall, play basketball, or by David Fendel, five, point, five, five and a half feet tall, or maybe even a bit less, is something unique. And to see Rafendel run rings around the minister is just unbelievable. Wow, he's that good a ball player? I, I was shocked. I didn't know that. I never saw him play ball before, but obviously... Uh, <laughs> Who did he play? I, I, for, I forget, I I forget what Yeshiva High School he went to. They, obviously, they're, the, they're good at sports. And, you know, uh, Rav Cook has a number of sources about the importance of sports. He says, we have long have we dwelled on the, on the spiritual... Uh, uh, God demands from us now to have healthy bodies and healthy minds to serve Him better and stuff like that. You know, uh, the new Jewish nation has to be strong and all that kind of stuff. And it's all over Rav Cook's stuff. So sports, when it's done the right way, is obviously a wonderful mitzvah. And uh, and uh, we and Joe and Helen Mermelstein came as well to be at the dedication. It was beautiful, beautiful dedication on Sukkot. And we, uh, with the agreement of the family, we're showing the video of that dedication, and they too will be attending, and hopefully people will come out to see that and to join them uh, in this special simcha. Very good. Yassi Balmos with us live via telephone. The uh, 18th anniversary Gala Awards dinner is uh, happening for the Max and Ruth Schwartz. They wrote Hesder Institutions. Rabbi David Fendel, of course, is the Rosh Yeshiva. And American Friends of Stay Road is happening on the 18th of November, the New York Marriott Marquis Times Square. The reception begins at 6, the dinner at 7 p.m. The keynote address, Naftali Bennett, head of Bayit Yehudi, the Jewish Home Party. Music by Yehuda Katz and Revel Hashevam and the distinguished honorees, as you heard, catering by main event caterers and special guest, the newly elected mayor of Stayrot, Mr. Alon Davidi. You know, many times, uh, Yassi Baumol, uh, people like Naftali Bennett are scheduled for dinners and they can't make it at the last minute because of what's happening in Israel. Do we have confirmation that he's trying his hardest to be there on the 18th? Uh, I have to apologize to everyone to tell them he will definitely be there. Why don't <laughs> they apologize? Because we waited to schedule the date of our dinner until I got confirmation from the legal counsel of, of the economy ministry that he will be there. Wow. So we planned our dinner. That's why things are a bit rushed. We had to put, pull it all together after Sukkot because we were told during at the end of Sukkot exactly when he's coming. And we had to pull it all together real quickly, uh, which we did. Uh, and he is definitely, definitely going to be there Monday night. Uh, and uh, I think it's important to hear him out. You know, uh, there are lots of nice things being said about him. And I don't know where people find the heter, you know, the, uh, allow themselves to say things that they may not know about, or they may, even if it's true, we're not supposed to speak Lush and Hara, but certainly if it's not true. And uh, Mr. Bennett is part of, uh, of the rising religious Zionist leadership in Israel, the head of it, I would say, today. And there's a lot of uh, controversy surrounding him, and a lot of things being said that are not true. And I, always, or I often compare it to a couple that, uh, and I do believe that the Orthodox Jewry and Jews in general, like husband and wife, are all one nation, but it's like a couple that, God forbid, gets divorced, and one side speaks lots of Lush and Har, and the other side knows that our rabbis tell us it's better to be insulted than insult others. And all of a sudden, everybody only knows one side of the story. So Mr. Naftali Bennett who I know who his rub is, who's, uh, the, and I know who, I, and, I, I, and I know what his thoughts are to a great extent. There is a change in the priorities in the state of Israel. Yes, yes, there's a change of priorities. There's a slight, slight, slight cut in financing to yeshivas. Slight uh, cut? Yes, it's a slight cut because it was worse, and then it got fixed up afterwards. Well, one second, how, 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 how long ago did it get fixed up? Two weeks ago. 
Oh, two weeks ago. Okay, so you're giving me news I didn't know. Because there are yeshivos in Israel that are suffering at a rate of 50 or 60% cuts. What are those cuts at now? Well, I, I don't know the exact number, but it's back up to, to the 80, 85%, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. The Hester yeshivas must and be very you know happy. With all due respect, to, and I, I'm speaking as someone who's working day and night for a yeshiva, with all due respect, when the government has to decide whether a certain medicine should be paid for by the national insurance, uh, when somebody has cancer and they have to pay a lot of money for medicine and they have to make the decision. Yeah, but you know, you know that that was not the issue. The issue is that a lot of people were unhappy with his political affiliations. It was not an issue of simply lining up with with others who may want to cut eighty you yeshiva. Mean, uh, you're talking you're talking about uh, Aryeh Derry when he sat with Tommy Lapid in the government to enable the expulsion. Is that what you refer? I I didn't say that there aren't other political oh. combinations that people don't like. What? It, 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 just because people don't like? Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. Just because oh, Bennett, very funny. Just because Bennett is associated with, it has an association that people don't enjoy. It means everybody enjoyed all the other political associations in past years. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm not here to defend Mr. Lapid. I don't. I, I really think that that uh, media people who become. No, I, I agree with you that there's two sides to every story, but but we know the reason why people are upset. It's not like there's two sides, and I mean there there are two. It, it may be a you know he may have his benevolent reasons why he's doing it, but obviously there's a segment of the Jewish world. The reason is very simple because Uri Ariel went to Arye Derry after the election and said, "Let's make a re- religious block so we all go into the, make sure that we both get into this coalition." And somebody thought they had a better idea. In other words, sitting with Shelley Yachimovich or some other people and maybe excluding uh, the religious Zionists from the government once again. We've been out of the government for 10 years Correct. or more. more and you know time. what? During those 10 years, we built yeshivas. We have kids we put into the media now. We settled in the, in the, in the southern development towns. There's a lot to do in this world besides politics. So just because a certain specific politicians lost their jobs as ministers doesn't mean that we have to get all upset and excited and say Russian horror where it's not the case. I, yes, there is a reordering I understand of, of, what of you're saying. I understand. Yes, you know, something, there's things that disturb me also. It actually has to do with, uh, with elementary school education. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I just don't want, I don't want you to give the impression like people aren't familiar enough with what's going on to make a decision if they like what Bennett did. It's rather obvious what he did. You may be right that there's a good reason for it or there's two sides to Every story, but it, it, it's not like it's not like we should portray a, a picture here that nobody knows. You know, behind the scenes, what's going on? He went ahead, and for for his good, and he thinks for the good of the state of Israel and for the religious Zionist community, went ahead and made a political alliance that some people think is a great idea, and other people think is a terrible idea. That's all. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? I don't know if anybody heard Lapid's speech to the uh, Kiryat Ono Haredi College. Uh, years before he thought of going into politics. It's all over Facebook if you want to see right, it. Right. Okay. So he basically says. You guys won. I want to be a protected minority in the state of Israel. Right. And don't pay attention to all the other flat, uh, static in the meantime. That's what he's worried about, okay? So therefore, it's sort of almost natural that one can make a, 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 a coalition with him. I hear you. Okay. You know, I'm not, I, you know I don't want to defend any lifestyles or anything else. I, I, you know, but I don't want to say anything bad about Jews either. But this is a, it's politics. We all know what politics is. Today's election day in New York City. We know what politics is all about. It's about changing priorities moving money and choosing new uh, what's the saying Politi- politics makes strange bedfellows excuse me Yassi Babel I don't know what goes on on your side of the world but in New York City we have two people who want to sincerely just do what's best for the people don't you know that
I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, the American Friends of Stay Road and the Max and Ruth Schwartz Stay Road Hezer Institutions under the leadership of Rosh Shiva and by David Fendel, who we have the greatest respect for, uh, invite you to the 18th anniversary gala happening Monday night, November 18th at the New York Marriott Marquis. Mazel tov to the Adelsbergs, the Freilichs, the Lieblers, the Nimeroffs here in Livingston, New Jersey. Come see newly elected mayor of Stay Road, Alon Davidi. Come and argue with Naftali Bennett or just go over and praise him. It's your choice. Music by Yehuda Katz of Revel Sheva, catering by Main Event Caterers, and we are highly recommending that everybody put this dinner on their calendar. Information. Go to stayroat.org slash English, S-D-E-R-O-T dot org slash English, or dial 718-673-4945, 718-673-4945. Yossi Baumel, an understatement to say that it's a pleasure to have you on the air. Thanks so much for joining Malcolm, us. I just want to finish off, not about politics, but about coming out for our yeshiva. Our yeshiva is the largest Hezo yeshiva in Israel with three branches two in Steyroth and one in Kiyat We're building a visitor center for the community that we took upon ourselves because the previous mayor said we're the only organization that can lift such a project uh, in Steyroth. Uh, we have a new sports center. We're building dormitories, and we're building a new Beit Midrash for our second chance program in Steyroth. We're doing so many things. Please come to visit Steyroth. Call me up. You can call that same number that you said before, 718-673-4945, and reserve or go out to our website and ask us to take you out to Steyroth when you're in Israel. It's an unbelievable Kiddush Hashem to see that beautiful campus at the top of Steyroth raiding out Torah to all of the northwestern Negev from that spot. I've been invited to a lot of places, and, and, and there was not much difference when I actually got there compared to what I was told. Compared, I went to Steyroth. It was one of the smartest things I ever did. That, and I think, now, I think I spent two days now total in Steyroth, and... It is to see what is going on in the building and the yeshiva and the community and, of course, the difficult situation that uh, is being faced there. And the best thing to happen to me, Yossi, is my driver back to Yerushalayim the second time I was there was a non-observant Jew from Stay Road. You should have heard him speak about Rabbi Fendel and the yeshiva's influence there. There Sim- you go. That's what I'm talking about. Simply unbelievable. Thanks so much for joining us. Great speaking to you. Take care. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yes, Baumel at JM and the AM. Revela Sheva will be at the dinner. Here they are at JM and the AM. shalom <laughs> Who yes, shalom alenu. O se shalom, shalom. Bimromal, who yes, shalom alenu. O se shalom, bimromal, who yes, shalom alenu. Who yes, shalom. Shalom, 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 Bimromal, who 
Uh, that's uh, Yehuda Katz, Rav Shava. He'll be at the dinner uh, the 18th of November for the uh, Stay Road Yeshiva. Coming up at 9 o'clock, uh, just seven minutes from now, Ellie Hagler with another amazing and incredible edition of the uh, OU Jewish Reaction Show. Ellie Hagler is... Um, is going to speak with three people around the New York City Marathon yesterday, or Sunday, I should say, including a pacer who runs with Achilles, an organization who pairs able-bodied runners with those running with a disability. That's pretty cool. Also, congratulations to Richard Bernstein, who we spoke to in January down in Florida at the Team Yachad Miami Marathon event. He ran his first New York City Marathon, 20th overall, but the first since being hit by a bicyclist in Central Park over two years ago. Ellie Hagler has that program coming up starting at 9 o'clock this morning right here on the stream. JMintheAM.org. 10 o'clock this morning, I have the honor of speaking to my Dr. Jacob J. Schachter. He is he wrote the foreword for the upcoming um, uh, Drashot Ledorot um Exodus, Volume 2, on Shmos, uh, by Norman Lamb. Rabbi Shachter wrote the foreword. We speak about the series and Magid books, all coming up between 10 and 11 this morning on Buy the Book, jmtheam.org. Uh, that's a cool conversation. I appreciate that he joined me for that. Uh, ZK will do a live lunch, 7 o'clock tonight, for the encore presentation of Elliot Weiselberg and uh, Court Report. 7.30 tonight with Homeward Bound, or by Yigal Siegel and Nefesh Benefesh. 
8 o'clock tonight for Teen Spirit. And the 9 at 9, yes, he's wide, counts them all down tonight, starting at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream. If you haven't voted yet, first vote for the 9 at 9. Go to NahumSiegel.com and go to the 9 at 9 tab at the top of the page. <laughs> and the link at the top of the page. And then after that, go out and vote. Hey, it's election day. So there's two important votes you need to do today. One is the 9 at 9, and one is the uh, vote for whoever's running in your area. And Muna presents the 75th Crystal Nacht commemoration ceremony tonight at 7.30 at 5th Avenue Synagogue in memory of Anna Grossberg featuring Sigmund Rolat, guest speaker, chairman of the Museum of Polish Jews North American Council, and a musical tribute by Cecilia Margolis. Information about tonight's event, call Emuna 212-564-9045, 212-564-9045. Five. Wrapping things up with Yussi Green and company off of the eighth note on a JM in the AM Tuesday. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange. WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Trouble is next. Trouble is uh, still reveling in the revelry of the, um, what do they call them? The Boston Minutemen, I think? I forget what their official name is. I don't know why I can't remember. I barely remember their official color. Anyway, she is uh, supposedly on top of the world because they're on top of the baseball world, and she comes up next here at WFMU. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Don't forget to vote. It's Election Day, and a special thank you to all of our guests this morning. Pay careful attention to the stream all day long at jmnam.org. 
Ellie Hagler comes up next with the Jewish Reaction Program. I have the uh, privilege of interviewing her by Dr. Jacob J. Schachter at 10 o'clock this morning on jmnam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.